is coordinating the initiatives of the IPC Nagaland, and he will come forward and he will bring God's word. Pastor Robert Singh. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. This is a very wonderful opportunity for me to be standing here, bringing God's word. And before that, I'd like to just extend my heartfelt gratitude to our respected pastor and also his subordinate, all his leaders members, though it is a very sudden, you have uh, provided this opportunity, and especially, I don't know who was going to speak today, but thank you so much, Mr. Pastor, you were speaking, thank you for sharing this pulpit uh, with me. Uh, I'm here for a short time, uh, just invited by the White House, this U.S. Department of State, to attend the Religious Freedom Conference, I'll be attending that one. I just arrived here on um, Thursday, Friday 11th, Thursday, and we'll be back on Friday 3rd, uh, back to home. So thank you. Um, before you sit down, I'd like to ask you to bear with me for my English and then uh, for my pronunciation. Um, but anyway, my English definitely would come to you in a broken form, but the word of God is solid. Hallelujah. So I know that I'm conscious about what kind of congregation is this, but I'm also conscious the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He will enable all of us to understand his word. Hallelujah. Father, I ask your anointing at this moment, the freshness the fragrance of your spirit at this moment in Jesus name Amen. and I would not like to I would like I would not be forgetting please be seated all right I'm sorry not be forgetting to thank uh, our president pastor Thomas Kurian who introduced me to this place uh, I'm working as uh, I was working as vice president of the IPC Nagaland state and then uh, now I'm supervisor overall uh, in Nagaland state. So thank you, sir. God bless you. Uh, straight away to the word of God. Um, I'll be having a piece of water. Water is very short. My time has been declared to me by our pastor. Um, I would like to call your attention to the letter of John, first letter of John, chapter 2. And then focus on John, first John, chapter 2, 20 and 27. First, apostle. But you have an anointing 
you have the anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. As for you, the anointing that you received from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. Hallelujah. Amen. Give God a big clap. Applause. For his word. Uh, I am perhaps not like your pastor. A lot of uh, vo uh, strong voice. But I would like to just go slow. So that all of us can understand his word. It, you might have heard this before. But I would like to ask you to hear it again. The more we hear from the truth. You know, it affects our life. We know more, better way, our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we belong to, who have called us into his kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, permit me to release my watch from my hand so that I can understand my time. Hallelujah. Some of you have seen me, uh, that's what the pastor also told me in uh, uh, Kumbhanar, uh, that I was uh, speaking a little bit concerning the ministry and uh, speaking concerning the vision that we have to have. That's what was brought to Nagaland by our president, state president. Anyway, this is what I'd like to speak today. The Holy Spirit is the one who speaks to us the vision of God. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals the truth because you no need to know anything from outside. If you want to know the truth, it is the Holy Ghost that teaches you the truth. Truth about God. How many of you know God and God's heart by yourself? The Bible tells us it is the truth, it is the Holy Spirit, it is his anointing that teaches us concerning God. Because we want only to know by ourselves, by our wisdom and knowledge that we can see all around us. That's where we fail to understand God. And sometimes we don't know, we are drifted away from the truth. And practicing truth in our life is failing off. And therefore, it is the anointing. So my subject on this text is freshness of his anointing. The freshness of his anointing. I'd like to insist you to force yourself to understand my English in the meantime. The anointing. What is this anointing actually? Perhaps all of us are aware of and we know what the anointing is. In the modern tongue, day to day's understanding. Yesterday, I was taken to a food court and there was a varieties of food, especially made of the flowers, cake, and there were some cookies and many different kinds of biscuits and I was asked whether I would like to have. But I was just looking all 
varieties. It was topped, paste, baked in a different way. So anointing is topping. Anointing is decorating. Okay? It is topping and decorating. It is the anointing that decorates the bride of Christ. It is the anointing. When? It is the anointing when we are topped by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It always gives the freshness look. It is the anointing of the Lord that gives the freshness look. Otherwise, our look is always the old. Always the same. The reflection that we have to have, the reflection of our creator, the reflection of our savior. On us, it is only possible. It is only possible by the anointing of the gracious Holy Spirit. This is how it's talking about. So let's understand afresh, if it is the freshness of his anointing. Let us understand, let's try to understand afresh today. Dear brothers and sisters, the church, which is the body of Christ, needs to understand every day. As I said, needs to be decorated by the anointing of the Holy Spirit that makes look different than the rest of the world. The rest around us. Other, we are different than the other. How can that be possible? I said, this is because of the anointing. Hallelujah. You have heard this before, as I said. You need to hear it again. Perhaps you might have experienced this before. All of us, we need to have this again. Every day is a new day for us. Every moment is a time of experiencing freshness from his presence. That brings a sweet aroma out of us. People will look at us, smell us good, flavored by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. People of bygone time, the bygone era, old time, they understood this one. They understood that is the most needful thing in the life of the child of God. They understood in the past. That's why they cried out. I was quite blessed, very happy when the psalm reader today read from the book of Psalms, that's 92. And I have taken that already. Verse 10. They understood concerning the freshness of the anointing. He says, the Lord, Yahweh God, who anoints me with the freshness. Could you please read someone, the second part of Psalms 92 and verse 10, the second part. Wow, wow. Amen. He says, I have been in his walk of life. In his walk of life, understanding God's mighty word. Unless we are anointed afresh, we will never understand God's working way. We will never understand how he is working in us. Ooh. 
So it is the anointing. So he anoints. I need anointing. Lord, you anoint me afresh and I need again. It is the, your, your anointing, Lord, as I am your church. David, he had to walk. You have also spoken today. He had to walk through the difficult road. Go down to the valley of the shadow of death, covered by the darkness. No hope. The only one thing he understood, the Lord is with me. Why? Continually anointing me on my way. He anoints my head with the fresh oil. Hallelujah. He anoints my head with the fresh oil. This freshness, the oil of the Holy Spirit. This is to be understood, the freshness of his anointing is not allowed for the outsider. The presence of the Holy Spirit may be experienced. Holy Spirit as a person, God. He's a person and he's God, a hundred percent. God with the Son, a hundred percent. God with the Father, triune God as we understand him. The presence of the Holy Spirit can be experienced by outsider, by his miraculous work. But the anointing, that is to be a freshly anointed, always to be there, is not for outsider. It's through the family of God. It is to the family of God. The Exodus chapter 30 29 through 31, as you read there, it says there shouldn't be any mixture. It is pure. Would you like to read this one? Exodus chapter 30, 29 through 31. I'm getting to be excited now. see the effect. You do this one and see the effect. If the anointed people are living here and anointed every day, we will affect our neighborhood. We will affect wheresoever we are, to whomsoever we touch. You touch me, you will be affected. Wow! You touch me and you will be affected. This is what the word of God. Further. Huh. Yes. This shall be a holy anointing. Tell this. 
to, 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 to your generation. Tell this to the people. This is for all. This is for all in all generation today. Especially young people, we forget. Huh? We, young. Anyway. <laughs> we forget the young generation, the contemporary living. We live together and we, I, I, I want to deny myself saying, or let me say, I would like to include myself <laughs> to the young church. I'm not talking about the age-wise differences. This young church living in this generation, dear brothers and sisters, many of us, we are denying this anointing. We say we have the Holy Spirit. Fine, we have the Holy Spirit. Ever since Jesus has gone up, he came down, the Holy Spirit was sent to be with us and he's with us. But that was not enough. The anointing every day. Glory to God. My dear brothers and sisters, we talked about David. He was changed from Safford to the king. My life, I am an orphan boy. I grew up as an orphan in a remote, uneducated village, rejected by, by the society, never understood things in the society, good thing I have never learned. But time came. Somebody told me gospel. Hallelujah. And I received Jesus Christ. And I was baptized. That was 19, back in 1978 when I was 21 years of age. I received Jesus Christ in an underground church, persecuted church. Then I was persecuted. I was beaten. But then the time came. It was not enough for me to receive Jesus Christ and be baptized in the water. Somebody told me concerning the anointing. Hallelujah. Concerning the anointing. When I received the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it changed me. Today I am here. It is a surprise gift from God. I came to attend somewhere, but this is a surprise gift. The Holy Spirit had told me, you will be witnessing what I have done in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So anointing makes a person different. Our life is made different, understood differently. But we need to be steward to the anointing. The anointing is there, but we run away from the anointing. We are not steward. So the church today is not going ahead, witnessing the name of Jesus. They are afraid of, afraid of the persecution, criticism, modernism. But what happens is that because... We are just there, not wanting to go further in the anointing, not wanting to receive the freshness. In the life of Jesus Christ, I want to tell you, in the life of Jesus Christ, it made him so uncomfortable. It makes the church living in the comfortable place makes the uncomfortable. Because when the anointing is inside, it is something created, something uncomfortable. You want to stab off. You want to stand off, go, do something, talk something. You will never be at peace until you speak concerning Jesus Christ. His work, 
you would like to go away you would like to send you would like to run but you will make a lot of the church makes a lot of excuses but if we are anointed the excuses drops off it is uncomfortable in the comfortable chair because the holy spirit jesus christ until he was announced from high on in the book of chap luke chapter 3 when he was baptized and after that he prayed <clears throat> and then he saw the holy spirit was descending on him dwelt in him and after that what happened he was led to the wilderness to be tempted until then that was okay but when he was returning from there the bible tells us in the book of luke chapter 4 he comes with a full of anointing he comes with a full of power anointing that made him uncomfortable to sit he goes to the synagogue where the word is read and he says the spirit of the lord is upon me the spirit of god if you know that the holy spirit is there with you jesus says the book of luke chapter eight, chapter 4 and verse 18 he says the spirit of the lord is upon me how did he know at the baptism he saw the spirit of god was coming down and resting on him now he addresses to the holy spirit and he says he has anointed me now i can't be like this i go to i go to heal the broken hearted i am sent i'm sent to this place the hurting world the broken world see it was uncomfortable for jesus the anointing made him uncomfortable someone read this one the spirit of the lord is upon me he because he says because he has anointed me whoa to whom to whom to whom the poor the priceless gospel this is jesus christ the first gospel preacher in the new testament of course we know god preached gospel god the father in the old testament here he says he has sent me to preach the gospel and what is this gospel the acceptable time of the lord Hallelujah. Now it begins now verse 19 to declare the acceptable time of the Lord. This is the time. The time has come for the sinning humanity to be accepted by God regardless of what they have done. Time has come to know God. I am declaring the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the year that began now. God is going to accept all of us. God is going to accept you. You don't have to do anything. He is going to accept his God. Now believe in the gospel. Without the gospel everyone is poor. No matter whatsoever wealth we have because the Lord has said keep one side entire wealth of the world that cannot pay the price. It's more precious. Pay the price of a soul. 
So this is what now. Receiving time. We are not able to come to the Lord to be accepted. But the Lord has declared the time that we are accepted. We are accepted. That was possible because of the night. He declared this one. Open the eyes of the blind. Hallelujah. My dear brothers and sisters, that's what it makes us today. Let's know the value of the freshness of his anointing in our life. It is difficult. Five elements that was made the anointing oil. Number one, myrrh, which is the raisin, the glue, cinnamon, cane, cassia, olive oil. These elements, they all out of the tree. It was extract to make the anointing oil. As God instructed them during the time of Moses to do this one, it was extracted from the tree. It was not an easy, and they had to find out about. Make this, make this sweet smelling to God when you pour. It will go. The aroma will spread. The atmosphere will be affected. And no other people. If you go 29 Exodus, at 30 Exodus, further, 31 further, it says it's not permitted. It's only for God's people. And therefore now, if this is so, this indicates the suffering. Jesus Christ, the tree of life. Jesus Christ, the suffering of Jesus Christ, the tree of life. Where? This anointing. Because the blood from his head, hands, sight, feet, five places. And now the anointing is extracted, given to us freely. We don't need to find out. We don't work for the anointing. It is received because the price. Very expensive. A woman, when she poured the alabaster at the feet of Jesus, people said, this is very expensive. And this is expensive. But the blood of Jesus Christ has paid the price even for the anointing. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Would you like to experience this one today? This is yours. Remember that you cannot work for this. Never. I cannot work for this. But it is received. At the end, let me go back to John. The first John, chapter 2, 20 and 27. Could you please read that one? He says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. 27. But the anointing which you have received, not you have earned. It's not earned. Unearned. The anointing which you have received. From him abides in you. Anyone who have earned, it is not yours, it won't be. Received in faith, it is yours, abides in you. And what happens? You do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and it is true and is not a lie and just as it has 
taught you, you will abide in me. That's the final. The anointing helps us to abide in him. Not away from him. Many of us, we declare we are Christian. We are Pentecostals. But very sad to say and see that these days, our Pentecostal churches are drifting away. Many, many Pentecostal churches cheated, deceived by the self-direction. Little anointing, one day anointing they want to use throughout their life. Never happens that one. God is never mistaken. He always likes to teach the anointing that's abiding in us. Teach the right thing concerning prophecy, concerning the church. Anyway, why the false prophecy? Why the deception in the church? Because they are not having a freshness of his anointing. Led by their own will, desire. The Lord brings this word to all of us today. To understand very humbly, very truly, the freshness of the anointing is how needful it is and how valuable it is. God bless you.